0: Hello, my name is Danielle Swart, and welcome to Composers Weekly. I'm sure at least some of you have heard of the renowned composer Felix Mendelssohn at least once in your life. The early Romantic composer has changed and shaped the classical world, and his works are still popular to this day. If that's not ringing a bell, no worries. We'll be dipping into the brief history of the famed composer and why classical musicians still rave about him. Mendelssohn was born February 3, 1809, in Hamburg, Germany, by the original name of Jacob Ludwig Felix Mendelssohn Bartholdy. He was the oldest of three and moved to Berlin with his parents when he was only two years old. In Berlin, he started to study piano with Ludwig Berger and composition with K.F. Zilzer. This early start in music helped create the advanced composer that many look up to today. At the young age of nine, he made his debut in Berlin, and a few years later, he wrote an impressive total of 11 symphonies and a good amount of opera. These early compositions branded Mendelssohn as a prodigy. Many of his early works were heavily influenced by Mozart, Bach, and Beethoven. To give some context to why he may have taken these specific inspirations so early in his composing career, Bach's... Use of technique and structure has been used as the basis of many preceding composers. Mozart was considered to reach the pinnacle of classical composition, along with Haydn. And Beethoven is one of the most experimental composers of the Romantic era, and his fresh ideas helped inspire early Mendelssohn. Keeping this all in mind, his inspirations did later change. In the year 1819, Mendelssohn joined Syncademy Music Academy and devoted all of his time to composing. His first year there, he composed two piano sonatas, a violin sonata, a cantina, and a quote-unquote short opera in a male quartet. At this time, he also produced his famous Summer's Night's Dream, which I'm sure most of you have heard sections of the main overture in modern media or commercials. He also learned and practiced conducting during this time at Syncademy. This period of conducting also led to lots of developments in his later works. After years of performing, composing, conducting, etc., in 1836, Mendelssohn's father sadly passed away, and later that year, Mendelssohn married Cecil Jean Rizel. He later had five children, Paul, Carl, Lely, Marie, and Felix. Mendelssohn also founded the Letzwig Conservatory of Music and became its director in these later years. His position as director helped him continue to compose, conduct, and perform. Some of Mendelssohn's greatest works came from his later years, though they were considered less experimental. In these later years, he composed his Piano Concerto No. 2 in D minor, along with many other leaders, fugues, and other compositions. In the period between 1838 and 1844, he spent enormous amounts of time perfecting his famous violin concerto in E minor, which is still very popular in the classical community today. But a change in his composing pace came when his dear sister Fanny died suddenly in May 1847. He had always looked up to her, and because of this death, he was affected severely. He was so depressed that his composing declined in addition to his mental and physical health. Six months after her death, Mendelssohn died of a ruptured blood vessel after visiting Switzerland and composing his string quartet in F minor. Now that you know a little bit about Mendelssohn, I'm going to dive a little bit into two of his most famous works. His first being his violin concerto in E minor. This concerto is a staple of violin concertos and if you are a violinist or a classical musician, I am sure you have heard of it before. The composition showcases virtuosic skill, intense musicality, and amazing technique. The concerto has three movements and takes about 29 minutes to play through. He wrote this only violin concerto in his later years when he reached composing maturity and it premiered in Leipzig in March 13, 1845. Many violinists have or will learn this concerto at some point in their playing career, and for good reason. The first movement, Allegro Molto Appassionato, was composed in sonata form and introduced and developed some major and minor themes of the concerto as a whole. The single line that the bass carries over begins the second movement of the concerto, Adante which is more restful and gives an almost searching feeling to the concerto. The third movement, Allegrato non troppo, Allegro molto vives," is a hybrid sonato-rondo form and conveys the beautiful and lively conclusion to the concerto. His concerto is written in the classical style but has been modified by sustains and other ornamentation. This modifies the ternary structure that is found in standard classical concertos. Many also argue that the concerto is one of the most popular violin concertos, almost rivaling Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto in D, though that is up for debate. Mendelssohn's time and effort into this piece clearly shines and it has become one of the most famous compositions. I think this concerto will most likely continue to be a favorite by many violinists and continue to keep its reputation I hope if you, the listener, has about 30 minutes or so to really check out this piece if you haven't already. The second famous composition I will be focusing on is the Overture from A Midsummer Night's Dream. The Overture was composed in his early career when he was 17 and gained popularity over time. Mendelssohn had an affinity for Shakespearean plays and already had a deep understanding of the context. This understanding aided Mendelssohn to create the overture and other compositions for the play. Many describe his overture to having a magical feeling that the story possesses. The first lines of the overture start with simple chords and leads to the fast-paced theme. The overture introduces motives and tries to play with the main theme of the story itself. In the middle of the overture we return to the first four chords being repeated in the original bouncing theme with a slight variation from the bass. Another slower main theme is developed as the music moves towards the climax of the composition. A new theme is added with some repetition of past motives. The piece concludes on a surprise ending with the repetition of the fast theme from the beginning followed by a more solemn theme in the brass and winds. The overture finally ends with the same chords from the beginning with a slight drumroll. This overture was a starting point for the rest of his compositions concerning A Midsummer's Night Dream. Some other famous pieces from the collection would be The Wedding March and Scherzo. The Wedding March in particular was used at Princess Victoria's wedding to Prince William of Prussia in 1858. The overture still is used for the play and taught in some music appreciation classes. Though these are his most famous works, he has written so much more. Some other compositions I would suggest would be Symphony Number no. Four, an A major Opus ninety-one Allegro Vives, A Midsummer's Night's Dream Opus sixty-one Wedding March, String Quartet Number no. Six Opus eighty and F minor. Songs without Words, Opus Thirty, Number Eighteen, Allegro Tranquillo, String Symphony Number Nine in C Major, M. W. V. N. Nine, Three Scherzo, Concerto for Violin and Piano in D Minor, M. W. V. O. Four, One Adagio, Symphony Number Three in A Minor, Opus Fifty Six, Two vives Non Troppo, A Midsummer's Night's Dream, M. W. V. M. Thirteen, Act Three, Nocturne. Rondo capriccio, Op. 14. String Symphony number no. 12 in G minor, MWV in 12, 1 Grave allegro. Songs without words, MWV U 110 number no. 6 in F sharp minor. And A Midsummer's Night Dream, MWV in 13 scherzo. So Now that I've given a short summary of Mendelssohn's life and his famous works, I think we can dive into why he is so popular. Since Mendelssohn was really alive and composing, he has always been popular. He wrote an abundance of work, was a prodigy himself, and created a conservatory. But many other people and composers have done the same things or at least similar things and have not made it nearly as big. So why him? Personally, I think it's because of the rise of popularity of Beethoven. Everyone was looking for the next big composer. Sure, it would be hard to overtake Beethoven's enormous popularity, but he was a child prodigy and produced lots of music starting at a young age. After Mozart, he was the next child prodigy, and talented nobles, artists, etc. already looked at him with promises because of this. He debuted at 9 and was already traveling, so that means he was already gaining popularity. His earlier works were also experimental, though granted not as experimental as Beethoven, they were popular in the public. The creation of his string quartets and violin concerto also landed him notable place in history because of how much technique mixed with the Romantic period style was incorporated into these pieces. Because of these factors, his works withstood the test of time and will continue to be popular and notable. Well, that should be it for today's episode of Composers Weekly. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you learned something new and will check out a few of Mendelssohn's compositions. I hope you all have a good rest of your day or evening. And keep discovering new music.